Is something up with Brandon Overton and Jonathan Davenport, or are we just seeing things? That today, plus a big weekend at Talladega and more. Let's go. It's Friday, April 21st. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. At 411 Motor Speedway on Thursday, the World of Outlaws late models continued their 2023 season after a two-month break since Volusia. Almost 50 cars were in attendance, but it was local guy Corey Hedgecock who went to victory lane. The last time he did so was also at 411, but way back in 2018. Hedgecock started sixth and was benefited by a caution for race leader Mike Marler late in the going. Marler took the top spot from pole sitter Dale McDowell on lap 15 and was comfortably out front when things went sideways on lap 30. Marler slowed to a crawl down the backstretch with an apparent flat tire and immediately drove the car straight to the trailer. That gave McDowell the lead back for the restart, but Hedgecock was ready to move forward. Just a lap after the green was waved again, he dove underneath McDowell into one and seized control. The Tennessee driver then led the final 10 laps for the $10,000 score. Behind him, Ricky Thornton Jr. drove up from 16th and uh, nipped Kyle Bronson at the line for second, with Bronson settling for third. After sitting on the pole and leading laps early, McDowell ended up fourth with a battered race car. I think all three of the top guys uh, had some measure of contact with McDowell's 17 before the race came to a close. Both Hedgecock and RTJ mentioned it post-race, and I think Hedgecock almost appeared like a little sheepish or embarrassed afterwards uh, for the moves he made on McDowell. His celebration afterwards wasn't super big for a guy that had just won his first outlaw race in five years, and he mentioned McDowell quite a few times in his post-race remarks. And as you might expect from Dale, he just said afterwards he got hit and bounced around and it didn't work out for him. Uh, We talked earlier this week about the aggressive nature of dirt racing right now, and McDowell was definitely a victim of that on Thursday. So looking ahead now, the Outlaws head south to Alabama today for a big weekend at the Talladega Short Track. A big car count will be coming, and I bet the stands will be packed with NASCAR also happening across the street at the big track. Tonight is two split field features with $50,000 going to the winner on Saturday. This will actually be the debut for the Outlaws at Talladega, which I actually find a bit surprising, especially since the sprint cars have been there several times in the past. Tim McCready was a Lucas winner at Talladega last October, topping RTJ and McDowell, and Jimmy Owens won the Lucas show there in 2020. Besides the Outlaw regulars this weekend, you can expect Kyle Larson, RTJ, Jonathan Davenport, Hudson O'Neill, Brandon Overton, McCready, Mike Marler, and a lot more to be there. Along with the late models, the weekend will feature the USCS 360 Sprint Cars. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. will run across the street to race in that one. Both nights will be live on Duravision if you cannot be there. Yesterday in my comments, Tim asked about the seasons so far for Brandon Overton and Jonathan Davenport, and I thought we could talk about them today. Tim's comment said, quote, Is it me or are Davenport and Overton having a hard time this year, or is it that everyone else just seems to have caught up to them? Past half dozen or more late model races I've watched, those two were really not a factor in the features. Could it be that everyone switching to Longhorn is evening the playing field, unquote? Just to give you an idea on where the two drivers stand right now, through uh, 28 races, Overton has five wins, 12 top fives, and 18 top tens. Davenport has made 24 starts. He's also got five wins, 11 top fives, and 18 top tens. Overton is currently third in the Lucas standings, and there have been some rumblings he might run the full deal. We know Davenport is full-time with Lucas, and he's currently sixth in the standings. When we talk about what we've seen so far from these guys, there's definitely some measure of recency bias. 
Over tennis had a rough go of it lately. He bowed out of the B main last night at 411. He actually had to change a tire after qualifying. He had to start at the back of the heat, and then he just didn't even bother to run the B. He finished 24th at Brownstown, and he picked up a DNF in the big XR show at Bulls Gap last weekend. But he does have those five victories, including most recently on April 1st. I've actually caught hell for saying this before, but Overton has not been super consistent in his career. He's often a feast or famine when he runs a lot of these races, and especially when you talk about him racing with the Outlaws and Lucas. Going back a few seasons, you know, he always does well at Eldora and a lot of the big money shows. He's got 28 wins between the two national tours, but he's also finished outside the top 10 a combined 56 times in 163 races. That's 34%. For some comparison, Tim McCready finishes outside the top 10 with Lucas just 20% of the time. And I think that's why the current Lucas Championship setup with the chase, I think, makes a lot more sense for Overton. He's only got to stay in the top four come the Dirt Track World Championship to have a shot at the title. He doesn't need to match a guy like McCready and how consistent he is. As for Davenport, there was already going to be no way he topped what he did last season. So really anything he does in 2023 will look like a lot less. And I think that's definitely part of the reason why it might look like it's not going as well. I also think, too, that his new group of crew guys are still kind of trying to find their groove together. He lost crew chief Jason Durham in the offseason, and I think it's going to take some time for him and new boss Corey Fosfett to kind of gel together. When they get it right, JD is still fast, still winning, but there have been some disappointments along the way. Would not be surprised to see JD and the 49 team get better and more consistent as we get into the summer and those guys race a lot more often. And this weekend at Talladega, I, you know, I don't know how you would be surprised if either of them jumped up and won that $50,000 on Saturday night. Drop me a comment. Let me know what your thoughts are right now on JD and where their seasons stand. Uh, uh, JD and Overton and where their seasons stand so far right now. Uh, the ASCS National Tour season is finally rolling. They got last night's opener at Jackson Motor Speedway complete. Jason Martin showed he'll be one to deal with this season. He led the race from start to finish. The win was Martin's actually second win in a row with the series. He previously won the final round of the 2022 season at Creek County. Seth Bergman did try uh, making things interesting late. He ran Martin down from fifth and nearly stole the win right at the checkered. Martin's margin of victory was just 0.049 seconds. I think Bergman is an interesting character around the ACS. He doesn't run full time, but he's very often a factor when he does show up. He's got multiple wins in recent seasons and a lot of top fives and top tens. If he did end up running the whole schedule, he could definitely play a factor in the title. Uh, tonight's ASCS race at Texarkana 67 Speedway already rained out, but the ASCS will try again on Saturday at Boot Hill Speedway. With the USMTS last night, Tanner Mullins kicked off the three-race weekend at 81 Speedway with the $3,000 win. He outdueled pole sitter Will Krupp on the opening lap to get the lead and then went flag to flag for his first victory of 2023. But a tough start to the year for Mullins. Uh, he finds himself way down in 14th in the standings through these opening eight races. Mullins finished second a year ago to eventual champion Dustin Sorensen. The Traveling Modified Series will do it all over again tonight for 5,000 win and again Saturday for 10,000 win. If you aren't near 81 Speedway, you can watch it all live on Race and Dirt. Uh, there are already a lot of weather-related cancellations and such coming up this weekend. We've talked about USAC. We've talked about the Outlaws. A lot of local tracks and some regional stuff is canceled as well. So if you're stuck at the house with no racing to go to, check out what's available on streaming. At last check, we're at something like 80 plus shows for the next three days, so you will have no lack of options. Uh, you can find the daily streaming schedule over at dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys enjoy the dirt racing weekend out there. Thanks for tuning in all week. We'll be right back here on Monday for more Dirt Tracker Daily.